This week on Moms Moving On. And I know I have trust issues, but I think I have like a child lock on my heart where it's able to be unlocked, but you have to have like a little bit more tenderness in order to open it. But overall, I I don't know, like the whole, tr- I, I think I'm like a romantic and I feel good about finding love again. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Moms Moving On. And listen, you asked for it, you're getting it. We have the beautiful and inspiring Megan King on with us today. I'm super excited because she's taking time out from her solo journey to Mexico. She's literally calling us from the jungle. And (laughs) you've sent in your questions. I have them too. And Lord, am I happy to get a dose of inspiration tonight from you, Megan. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thanks, Michelle. What an intro. Wow. Well, well deserved. Um, For those of you who don't know Megan... What Rock Are You Living Under? She was on The Real Housewives of Orange County. um, And she left the show when she was pregnant with her twins. She's a mama of three. Yes, I am. And so if you haven't seen her on TV, you've likely been following her on Instagram. Her Instagram has become quickly one of my favorite places because there was a post you did. You were, I think you were in the bath and you didn't have the kids and you referenced that and you were like, I'm just taking time for me. And uh, so many of my followers sent that to me and they were like, you need to get her on the show. Oh, thanks. Yep. I, I definitely take baths alone. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> Listen, that's a luxury for some moms who are it just is. find the time to shower. Absolutely. So tell me, I guess, the Cliff's notes as to your story and why you are where you are today for, for those who don't know. Um, gosh, my story. Um, well, like we were just chatting about it a little bit before you hit record. I, um, I am going through divorce and I think that, um, you know, leaning into the broken identity that was once my marriage is oftentimes, um, an easy place to, to be comfortable in instead of moving on and moving past that point in which you thought that, um, you know, you'd never have to do. And so, I could either, you know, fall back into that and and kind of like be in that level of that misery for long than I need to, or I can, you know, live it, feel it and decide to move on. So I don't know how to really define myself today. I don't want to, yes, I've been through, I'm going through divorce. I'm not divorced yet. I'm going through custody battle, but, um, I'm a blogger. I love to travel. I love to try new things and, um, I love to make time for myself. I think it makes me a better mom. Absolutely. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to answer that, Michelle. Like, who am I? Are well, we just all figuring it out every day? You know what I think is the answer to that question? I think if you're able to answer that quickly, then you really haven't experienced much in life yet. Like, I feel like I'm I'm 37 years old. I feel like I've lived a million lifetimes. I've been so many different things. I was a publicist. I was a special ed teacher. I was a regular ed teacher. I was a blogger. Now I'm an author, you know. I think that's life, right? Like you were saying before we hit record, we go through things in life that that continually change the landscape of how we're living. And you have to be able to roll with the punches, which it obviously seems like you're doing. And that's one of that that's yeah. the defining characteristic of truly being able to move on and thrive after something painful like a divorce or infidelity. 
I'm a student of life and I want to make sure that every experience that I endure, I come out with knowledge. And yes, I, that might, I might come, come out with pain because of it, but um, I'm going to definitely have knowledge and be a wiser human because of it. And that's, that's the way I choose to focus you know, my life. If, if not, then um, I think I could be in a really unhappy place and not to say that I haven't been because of course I have. And like I said, I think it's important to lean into all the feelings that we feel. But once that I've you know worked through that, yeah, it's time to really figure out who I am, figure out what I've learned and um, be better because of it. Absolutely. So you are co-parenting three kids. I imagine you have a temporary time-sharing agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys 50-50? Is he fighting for more? Like, what is that looking like for you? Um, yeah, right. I mean, right now, um, I mean, we've been sharing the children and um, our, our kids are, are really happy. And ultimately, that's all that matters. So um, we'll see what happens. I think we're ending the... We're, we're coming up to the end of this battle. And thank God, it's like such an energy sucker. But I feel like... I don't want to say anything to jinx it. Let's so ask it. me in a few months. I will. But, you know, I, I have one child and I started co-parenting when she was two. She's six now, still a handful, but it was definitely a lot harder when I first started. How do you manage three children? I know now one of your children needs a little extra love and attention because he was diagnosed mm-hmm. with CP. Um, How do you manage all yep. this? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just do. I think <laughs> it's really fucking hard and at times, and it's really fun at times, but overall I would say it's like incredibly difficult. And, you know, in the mornings as I, when I wake up as a single mom, sometimes I have my daughter in bed with me because she'll wake up in the middle of the night. And so I can't, I, I like to get up and do get ready and start my day before my kids wake up. But if she's in my bed, then I'm waking her up and she needs to sleep. And so I'll just like kind of try to tiptoe out of the bed. If I do, she wakes up. Well, then I have you know three kids who want their chocolate milk in the morning. Two of them still are in diapers. And you know, one will be saying, mommy, play with me or turn this on TV or, you know, whatever they need, or I'm hungry. And I'm only one person. I always tell them that I'm just one mommy. There's only one mommy in this whole house. So I've got to do certain things. And it makes me, it's so hard. And I feel like it's a logistical freaking nightmare. And I'm like, okay, just breathe, like get through it. So in a lot of ways, I'm still in survival mode. Right. I think think like when I can leave the the house, it's it's difficult to like prepare to leave the house, you know, for something fun. But once we're out and about, about it breaks the monotony of the day. And like, I feel better just getting out of the house. So I try, I strive to do that, but oftentimes I lose my temper and then I apologize to my kids for losing my temper. And, um, they, I might make a mac and cheese for the third time in a week. You know, I'm not perfect and I strive to do better, but like I'm giving myself grace to also breathe sometimes. And if that means mac and cheese for a third time in the week, then I'm going to be okay with that. If making mac and cheese three times in a week makes you a bad mom, then I, I don't even know what I would be. I mean, that's, I think, I think my first year of separation, that's, that was dinner. Like it, and now it's ironically my daughter's comfort food, but I think it's important that we go back to what you said about sometimes mommy loses her temper and that's okay. Like, 
there's this misconception that you have to be on and smiling and positive and peppy all the time for your children. But what does that teach them? They're not allowed a bad day or a bad moment. So I think it's great that you're able to own it, that you have those moments, you apologize. And that's really real, Megan. That's, that's what our kids need to see so that they feel okay with who they are when they're not perfect or having the best moment. Well, I mean, I want, I don't think it's like a good, I don't think it's good for me to lose my temper. I feel like that's an emotional weakness of mine that I probably need to work on with my children, but I recognize that that's how I'm human and and it happens on, on occasion. And I, um, you know, tell my kids, I'm sorry for doing that. I shouldn't have yelled at you like that. I, um, I was feeling very frustrated, but instead of yelling at you, I should have, you know, walked outside and taken a deep breath or, you know, I tried, I really tried to talk to them as if they're adults. And I also want them to be validated. You know, there's too little, they they can't express their feelings of maybe fear if I'm, you know, yelling. And so if they're feeling scared, if I'm yelling, I want them to, I want to come back and say to them, you know, that wasn't right. This Mm -hmm. is why I I yelled because I was frustrated. Um, I'm sorry I did that. I'll work on it next time. But I want them to know that I see that they're scared or, you know, whatever they might be feeling. I see that you're, you're frustrated or that you don't like that, or it makes you sad or whatever, you know, because the children oftentimes they, they can't say, and I, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And like, maybe Maybe something's right in there. Listen, we're all doing it our own ways. And our, our kids are just, you know, I've, I've seen with my own daughter, cause I've had my moments where I lose it too. And she'll, you know, she'll, she'll get scared and then she'll come to me and she'll like rub my face or rub my hair. And she'll be like, it's okay, mommy. I love you. You're perfect. And what oh. they speak from us is so simple and pure that sometimes we're striving to do so much and be so amazing and over the top when all they really want is like that little safe place that they can crawl into at the end of the day and know that everything's oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the best moments with my kids, you know, touch my face or like tell me they love me or just kiss me out of nowhere. It's the best. And I think you cherish that more as a co-parent. Like I know I do. There were times before that, before I was divorced, where my daughter would be crawling all over me and I'd be like, oh my God, make it stop. And now I'm just like, more, Bella, please, more. She's getting bigger and and it's not yeah. the same. Yeah, or maybe is it just because she's getting bigger and it's not the same? <laughs> like, you know, like For it sure. could be, di- I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. Like my kids are so little right now. They're four, two and two. And so, yeah, they're always crawling all over me, but I think that I cherish those moments most when I get a little bit of time to myself Mm -hmm. to reflect on just whatever it might be. And then I come back and I'm, you know, more open to their affection and their needs instead of just like living in, in this like groundhog day. Right. And I think that that's the hidden gem of co-parenting is you, you, what is it? I'm sorry. The raccoon animal just by me. You oh, guys, gosh. if there's any interference, it's because Megan's standing literally in the jungle in the woods and there's raccoons flying at her. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's literally the, the case. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. 
Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery of results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. The kids are young. How do they do shifting back and forth between homes? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're okay. I think the twins, it's all they know. Aspen sometimes talks about how she remembers when daddy and I used to live together, but I don't think she really does. Cause she wasn't even three when, when he left. And so I think it's all they know. Do they, is there any like, but I want mommy or they're just happy going. Oh no, no, sometimes, you know, they want mommy and yeah, I mean, they'll have moments. Aspen had a moment one time where she wanted her daddy and, um, I couldn't get in touch with them. And so the school got in touch with them. Like I asked the school to get in touch with them just to soothe my daughter. And that was a very humbling experience. Ugh, I know I've been there. How do you find ways to put your emotions to the side and just focus on what's best for the kids? That was one of the questions I got from a lot of followers when I crowdsourced about this episode. I don't know if I really do, honestly. I think I can do, I think I can still have my own emotions and also put my kids' needs first. Right. You know, obviously many of us in these situations would rather just say, screw you. Like, I'm not going to be flexible and switch a day or you're an asshole. I'm not giving you more time with the kids. Are you able to like swallow it and stay focused on what's best for the kids? Doing all of that is extremely difficult. Yeah. Almost non-existent. I am no picture of a co-parenting relationship. We'll put it that way. Many of us are not. And I'm happy you're saying that because there's this false misconception that you have to be best friends with your ex in order to co-parent well. And I, I don't agree because I don't have that situation. And you're still so new to this where it's completely unexpected that you guys would be in this friendly, amicable place where there are no feelings hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're still going through actively through divorce. And so, yeah, it's my emotions run high. 
between their dad and I. So I feel like the way that I think of it is when I have the kids in my custody, that's when I, you know, see them, love on them, talk to them, teach them. And that's all I can control. So I try to focus on that. That control thing is huge. I mean, I'm, I work with women day in and day out and we're, and it's, it always goes back to someone or both people want too much control. And there's just this, you know, one person in the fight becomes like a dog with a bone and can't give up picking every battle and, and, and choosing to fight every fight that there can be, that can be fought. And someone, you know, the smarter person always kind of has to like back down and say, okay, I'm not going to fight every fight. I'm going to pick what's important to me and let the rest of it go. Cause if we're both trying to be in control all the time, it's a hot mess for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and also I've, you know, before I was um, a co-parent, like I am now, I was a stepmom. And so I had the opportunity to see uh, the co-parenting relationship that my ex had with his other ex-wives and um, kind of like learn from from those. I had that, I guess, benefit in, in a way. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that is a benefit. How is your, um, are you, do you still have a relationship with your stepchildren or is that kind of weird? I do not. Um, unfortunately, um, when he and I split, I think that uh, I, I, I lost them as well. Unfortunately. God, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. You have, thanks. You have your three beautiful children and you have the life you are creating for yourself, which no doubt will bring beautiful things because of your, your persistence on moving forward and experiencing. And here you are, you're in Mexico on your own. I, you were scuba diving today. Like, I think it's the coolest. I, I had my own sort of eat, pray, love situation after my own split. And I didn't journey to Mexico by myself. I just went up to New York to see some friends, but even so it was the sense of freedom that really excited me because, you know, my marriage wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I didn't feel good in it. So it was really exciting for me. So I think the fact that you're doing that obviously puts you on the best path. Um, Thank and you. I, I guess the question is, so many women I work with are recovering from infidelity. And mm-hmm. many of them ex- expressed to me that they felt blindsided and don't know that they could A, ever move on from it or B, ever trust again. What are your thoughts on trust mm-hmm. after infidelity? I don't know. I like the trust so much. I don't know why. And I know I have trust issues, but, um, and I think I have like a child lock on my heart where it's, it's able to be unlocked, but, um, you gotta be like, you you have to have like a little bit more tenderness in order to open it. And, um, but overall, I, I don't know, like the whole, I, I think I'm like a romantic and, um, I feel good about finding love again. I love that. I I always said I wasn't done with love yet. And I kind of knew in my situation, I was married three years that I didn't get like a fair shot and that I would have my fair shot one day. And so I'm, I'm glad to say that I do now, but I think having that, I think having that sense of knowing in your heart is really important because I truly feel the story you tell yourself is the one you get to experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was really difficult. I think for me, the one thing that I always, um, thought about the infidelity that I experienced was that it wasn't my fault. Like I never took it upon me. Like, am I cute enough? Am I, am I like, what's wrong? What am I lacking? Um, I really thought 
you know, this is, this is something broken within my husband that I will stand by him if he wants to fix it and he's willing to fix it. Um, and I'm going to hurt in the process and I'm going to throw things and scream and cry, but like, I'm not the broken one here. Yes. Maybe there's like a weak spot in the marriage, but it's not because I'm not, you know, cute enough or I don't, whatever. And so I think for me, that was, that was huge to really, truly not just know that, but I honestly believe that honestly deep in my heart, I knew that. And that was what I clung to that helped me um, have the confidence to ultimately be able to move on when he wasn't able to heal. Right. And I think that's, that's the emotionally involved with woman within you speaking because you know, people, I, and I posted about this once that people do things like their hurtful behavior stems from deep inside of them, the childhood traumas undealt with issues from their past. And if we're going to take all of other people's shitty behavior personally, we're all going to be some very sad humans. And, right. you know, I know having lived through my parents' divorce where my father was not faithful and for years. And my mom finally found out and left and moved on. I would say to her, how can you trust somebody else? And she would say, Michelle, one bad apple does not spoil the bunch. Not everybody is, is going to have the same issues your father had. And I, as an adult woman, I see that now. And I think that is, that is the best mindset and the best approach to have, because just because somebody hurt you does not mean that everybody else out there is looking to hurt you. I also think that there's not enough talk around sex within our culture. I think that relationships are supposed to be monogamous or not. And monogamy is, a, there's a spectrum of monogamy. For instance, is uh, flirting with uh, the opposite sex cheating? I don't know. Like maybe in some relationships they think that is, or is, um, you know, sending flirty text cheating. So I think like, um, or like, what are the expectations around sex within a couple? You know, are you supposed to have sex, you know, once a week or once a quarter? I mean, everybody's different. This doesn't have to be like, there doesn't have to be a cultural norm that we all ascribe to. And unless we're vocal about this with our partners, you know, we there's more opportunities for, um, for us as individuals and us as partners to be unhappy there. And then like our minds start to wander and stray just because we're not being communicative. And I think that that is really important to, 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 that was, that was a big takeaway that I had from the infidelity that I experienced within my marriage, just to be more open with talking about sex. Absolutely. And I love that you're able to take the lessons from what you went through. I mean, that's what I'm all about. And that's what I'm preaching constantly is you know, it didn't work out the way you wanted to. So what can be learned from this and how can we do things better moving on? And so good for you, Megan. I, I don't want to take up too much more of your beautiful vacation time, but I do want to leave us with this. If you were to give any advice to a mom listening today who is just starting her divorce and co-parenting journey, what would it be? I, I think I would tell her that no one is going to take care of the mother of your children better than you are. And that is you. You are the mother of your children. You have to take care of you in order to be the best person for your kids. Would you treat your nanny badly? No, you're going to pay her as or him as well as you possibly can. You want to praise them as much as you can and like make their life as good as it can be so that they treat your children right. Well, who's going to do that for the mom? The mom's got to do that for mo the mom. Preach. Thank you. I just did a whole workshop on this with women who literally had to be forced out the door to like spend an hour getting a manicure. So I appreciate this so much. You need your tank 
overflowing as a single mother because there's nobody to call on for backup. So you have to like always be on. So yes, for that. Thank you, Megan. What a pleasure. I hope you, how many more days do you have left in Mexico? Just uh, two more nights. Okay. Enjoy it. Do all the fun Thank things. Thank you. vicariously through you on Instagram. Um, Thanks, Michelle. And for all of you listening, I know you found a lot of inspiration in this. Thank you so much for pushing me and forcing me to have the guts to uh, approach Megan King. And now we've done oh, it. Oh, you're so well, <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. This has been a pleasure. Great chatting with you. You're a bright light. And with you too. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped to PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way, simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to fair.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code Michelle to save 20% off the cost of the app. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.